0: Welcome to the Loco podcast by Locomotion Fitness, where our coaching team covers all things fitness, nutrition, mindset, and recovery related in beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. What is up, Loco fam? It is Coach J. I I am here with Coach Kristen today. Thanks What's for up? joining. We just wanted to sort of chime in a little bit, talk to Kristen about who she is, what she's doing, the adaptive program. Our podcast is gonna be a little bit all over the map. Sometimes it'll be about coaches, sometimes it'll be about something like programming or improving shoulder mobility. Sometimes we'll pull in an outside expert to talk about mental health. But today we really want to talk about adaptive and what that's going to look like and who we're going to serve because we're both really excited about it. So before we get there, Kristen, tell me a little bit about you for people who don't know. Where are you from? What do you like to do? That sort of thing.
1: I am born and raised in Mississippi, much to my dismay. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's not bad. Um, No, so I'm from Mississippi. I've been in Charleston now, coming up on a year again in January. I work. I uh, work out. She works a lot. I work. I work out. Um, I do like to cook. And I'm actually very proud of all the plants I have kept alive this year. So I guess we can add that to my hobbies now because I keep them alive this time.
0: So you said Charleston again. What does that mean?
1: So I lived here about four years ago. So then I kind of decided it was time to move back. I mentioned to Melissa Meverden, who was an old member here, that I wanted to move back and wanted to work in the CrossFit world. You had just posted something. I applied. It wasn't the right fit, but I just kept pestering you, and know I'm here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kristen was very uh, certain that she wanted to work here, and she would not let it go. And that teaches you something about sticking to your goals. <laughs> so... Fair enough. Uh, on the plant front, what uh, what's your favorite kind of plant? What do you like to What do you like most? Indoor plants, outdoor plants?
1: I have to do outdoor mostly because my dogs, well, and mostly the, the cat I put down was the main culprit of eating the plant. So I guess I can have indoor plants now. But I, you gave me a plant on my first day, and it is. One, still alive, and two, it's grown. Yeah. So I'm very proud of that, but I'm a big fan of succulents. I know they're very in right now, but I think they're cute. Yeah, and, and, and easy. easy. Yeah, <laughs> even, <laughs> and easy. <even even> better. <laughs> better.
0: All right, how about coaching? How long have you been coaching? What drew you to it? Tell me a little bit about that path.
1: So, coaching, God, I've been coaching for almost two and a half years now, and it doesn't feel like that. It feels like it was yesterday. I was very inactive as a child. I was actually super, super heavy until I was 21 and I went to get pants and I had to go up a size and I was like, forget this, not doing this anymore. So, um, I, like a switch flipped and I started getting into running. You won't see me run now because I was introduced (laughs) to CrossFit. If my running friends saw me now, they'd be like, what happened to you?
0: (laughs) How long did you go? Like, how long did you use running as the tool before you found CrossFit?
1: So I did long distance running for about a year. And a yeah. boss of mine at the time did CrossFit and he said, you are too all over the place for running and you're <laughs> going to get bored and so yeah. you should try CrossFit and I did and of course I was immediately hooked. I never thought it would turn into my career, but I back home dropped into another gym back home and they said, hey, have you ever thought about getting your L1 and then you could come over and coach? So I did and that was that. Okay. <laughs> Here we are.
0: And what do you know what they saw in you that they wanted you to come and coach like they did give you a reason or they were just like you seem like you like this um
1: well I jumped in at that gym because they didn't have Saturday workouts at my gym and so I came with a friend of mine and I just was like I got along with everybody very quickly and I guess at the time I was that's probably when I was in my peak is in terms of performance wise so I you know looked like I knew what I was doing, I guess. (laughs) And so they just thought, they said, you know, you're really social. You seem like you'd fit in here. And so that was that.
0: Yeah. And so you went and got your L1 and did you start coaching right after that?
1: I did. I actually went ahead and started with them working on their sales and social before I got my L1. Um, And then I got my L1 in New Orleans and started coaching as soon as it came through.
0: Nice. Okay. Why have you, like, what sort of brought you from that first day coaching to now, going down the route of an adaptive program like what's drawn you in there
1: while I don't have any personal experience with those you know physical disabilities of course I I did grow up in a home where I was constantly told you can't do this you can't do that specifically because I was a female and so I was faced with that you can't do this you can't do this because of something out of your control and we had a Kid back home at my old gym who had Down syndrome has he's still with us, and watching him get into that gym environment and just really seeing how he flourished and grew that I don't know something just drew me to that, and I kind of <clears throat> I kind of always have been a fan of the underdog because I'm not an athletic person I never have been so I always kind of felt like the underdog in athlete sure. stuff so I found out about adaptive and just kind of started slowly following it and getting more and more curious about it and I know. One of the reasons I do this job is because I want to help people and make them feel good, you know, not just about themselves aesthetically, but feel good. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the adaptive athletes are very underserved. And so I feel like somebody needed to step up and try to help fill that role for them.
0: Okay, so you mentioned that you had an athlete with downs at the last gym that Mm -hmm. you were at. So adaptive doesn't just mean a physical disability.
1: So adaptive does not just mean physical. Um, In our course, we did touch mainly on the physical, but we also had some pieces on mental disabilities as well um, which is something I would also love to venture into right now I'm just focusing on the physical because they're very different beasts sure. and I need to get one running well instead of doing both of them half-ass so that would be something I'd like to explore later on but it's just going to be a little bit different because you know with some of those things you have to worry about the sound and the music and the lights and things like that so it's just a different beast but totally doable and something I would like to explore later on
0: for sure right because the goal here is to get people to not be in a separate program, right? We're, we're right. trying to roll them into class with everyone else, right? And right. so, if somebody has a, a a mental, like something with PTSD, for example, and we get a loud music or or a barbell hitting the floor or something that could be scary for them, that could be a potential problem, which is why we're going this route. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: What is adaptive training like? What are what are some what sort of stuff are you doing with these athletes how does it change from like a regular quote-unquote regular class like what what is the adaptive approach what are you trying to do
1: so the first thing they teach in the adaptive course is adaptive is not equal to scaling scaling is not the same as changing a movement modifying it for someone so that they can do the
0: workout which is scaling Scaling is adapting so that somebody can do the work.
1: Right. So you know, I can't do strict pull-ups anymore. So I'll need to scale today for band with bands. That's not the same as an adaptive program and an adaptive athlete. Perfect it does look different for everybody so let's say that we have today's deadlifts for example in our crossfit class Mm -hmm. so with trey our seated athlete you know people don't look at him and think he can deadlift Mm -hmm. um, but he can and he needs to the whole purpose of all the movements that we do are to transfer to real life Mm -hmm. in real life he needs to hinge to pick things up Mm -hmm. right so even though he's not going to do what to us looks like a traditional deadlift he still does have a version of a deadlift that he can do So it's taking the workout and making it so that these athletes are able to perform the same tasks in a way that they're going to be able to translate it into real life alongside the class. So even though what I'm doing may not look like what he's doing, it's still working the same patterns, the same movements for the same purposes. Got it.
0: So, like, if a seated athlete is doing a deadlift, that's just going to look like them picking up something off the floor to the right or left of of what they're in, or...? Well,
1: so we have various ways we can do it. So with – and this is kind of something that I'm playing around with and trying to see – what to do longer term. Sure. Um, so as of right now, Trey, in his wheelchair, will he'll have like dumbbells or kettlebells and he'll have them on either side and hinge over and tap the ground and back up. But you also do have the option to have them on a bench and then they actually have a deadlift bar underneath the bench and they okay. deadlift the bar up. Got it that's going to take a little bit more work because we've got to figure out how to transfer in and out of chairs and Mm -hmm. things like that. So that type of stuff might be longer term when we are at a point where we have enough adaptive athletes that we might need an additional adaptive coach every class, Mm -hmm. which would be awesome. But that's something we can explore at that point. It's going to be, you know, it's a growing process. We got to learn.
0: Yeah. So what is the vision for the growth? Like what ultimately are you trying to build with the adaptive program? What's it going to look like now when we're getting rolling? And what's it, what's, the end game? Like what are you shooting for?
1: So the biggest thing about the adaptive program is that it's all about inclusivity in a safe space. However, that doesn't mean that they all necessarily want to be in the group classes with everybody. Mm -hmm. Some people are a little nervous about that. So what my longer term goal would be would be to offer several times a week just an adaptive class for those that are not comfortable going into the regular group classes. But ideally what I want is for us to create an environment where they feel so comfortable that they that I don't need an adaptive only class because I want them to go into the classes with our other gym members and I feel like I mean I feel like Locomotion is the place to do that right because that's what we push here is diversity and inclusion and so far from what I've seen with Trey in the classes people have been super welcoming super open um he has felt like just an everyday member and that's what it should look like you know I I want it to get to the point where when people walk in the door for class they're not going oh who's that person in the wheelchair I want them to think oh there's so and so he's here today and they're just so used to seeing people in wheelchairs or people missing you know extremities that it's not even a second thought yeah
0: and that's really like when Kristen came to me and said that she wanted to do this like it was sort of a no-brainer for me because I feel like our community is built around that idea like you said like we say all the time our goal is to make you guys feel special seen and supported and that doesn't matter whether you are a you know a stud competitive athlete or you are you know just getting going and you've never done any of this stuff before and you're you know body fat and and 300 pounds or an adaptive athlete. Like we want that across the board and I think our members do a good job of welcoming all of those different kinds of people and um, community that you said is underserved. Like talk about an opportunity for us to bring them in and and really help as much as we can. So getting going like in this first push to get things going, what's the plan to get these adaptive athletes ready to whatever it is, whether it's a class for them or join regular classes. Like what's, what are we going to do?
1: So just like with everybody that comes in the door, they, unless they test out, they'll go through foundations. In this case, I'm not going to offer a test out just for safety reasons. Uh Um, So they'll go through a foundations, you know, sessions with a trainer um, for me, me for now, at least, you know, if we get large enough, that's something we'll figure out down the road. Uh But for now they'll work with me for five sessions before going into classes. Of course, if after five sessions we decide we need more, we'll do more. But that's, Well, about what it took, Trey and I, Mm -hmm. and that was a learning experience for both of us. So I feel like if if we were able to do that in five sessions with learning, then it should be totally doable for anybody that comes through the door that wants to participate in the program.
0: Agreed. And then, of course, like, Kristen's also done a really good job of, like, for Trey, getting with the coaches that are running the classes that he's going to so that they're prepared ahead of time and know, like, different... um, alterations that we can make to the programming to make it appropriate for a seated athlete
1: and they've done great shout out to coach steven and coach sam so far the rest of you will have it soon and you will kill it
0: (laughs) all right transitioning away from adaptive just for a second bit more about like what is your favorite thing like it could be a movement it could be a workout what's your favorite thing to either do or coach you choose which way you want to take that
1: oh that's a hard question (laughs) i think it's it's not uh it's not a secret that i prefer to teach the gymnastics movements okay and i mean i I feel like i'm pretty good at that you know i've watched nico go from being too scared to get onto the wall to doing handstand push-ups same thing with Lindsay; she's on the wall now i've got marcus and mike doing muscle-ups, and I definitely teared up the first time Marcus did this.
0: (laughs) I was there for it. It was pretty cool.
1: So, I, yeah, definitely any type of gymnastics movements, I love to teach, because those come more naturally to me.
0: Plus, I feel like it's easy, like... Like a barbell, it's like, yeah, you see the extra weight go on, but it still looks like the same movement. Like right. with a gymnastics movement, you go from not being able to do a pull-up to being able to get your chin over the bar. Like it's a big
1: Right. Right. It is. And it's know? very satisfying to watch you guys on the floor, you know, finally get up onto the wall and just the look on your faces when you do it is so cool to watch. And I actually... I don't even remember the context. I was talking to a member the other day, and I said, you know, even if I took my absolute worst day of coaching where I was sick and exhausted and whatever, that day was still 10 times better for me than any of my desk job days.
0: Yeah, 100%. I agree. And I think Steven would agree, too, who we also pulled away. Like, it really is to watch that moment of, like, holy crap, I can do this, and and they never thought they could. It's so satisfying, it, and is, it is so satisfying. It is one of the best things ever. But those movements can be scary for people, mm-hmm. right? To kick up to a wall, to look at somebody doing a pull-up if you are nowhere near being able to do a pull-up. like Those are intimidating things to see. What advice do you have for somebody that is, is scared to walk in our door, hasn't been to a gym like this before, Like, somebody that's intimidated by this style of training.
1: I'd say I get it. I mean, I get it. I was, like I said, I was not active when I was a kid going into gyms were, I mean, it was scary for me, you know, my only experience prior to CrossFit was the Globo gyms, and those are very scary, because you walk in, you don't know what you're doing, and so if that's your only experience with gyms, and now you're thinking, oh my gosh, now I have to go to this gym with members, and they have a community already, and they don't know me, that's scary, but just like with everything else, going to therapy, or looking for new jobs, the first part is just making that step Mm -hmm. into the door. Mm -hmm. So if you can get yourself to do that, I promise once you walk in our door, You're gonna be good because our members are gonna talk to you whether you want them to or not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it, it, um, our one of the things we hear all the time is that, like, our vibe is just feels good when people walk in the door. And I think if people can just take that first step to get through, everything is gonna be solid from there. And, like, you said, like, a lot of people think about this style of gym and they think about, the competitive athletes right Mm -hmm. they think about the absolute studs and they're worried that they're going to get left behind when they walk through the door but the people that we serve are in here so that they can be better moms dads and it's really not that environment we are not that
1: it's absolutely not i've been in this world for about 11 years now and this is this is a totally different field than any CrossFit gym I've walked into in the past ever. I definitely came from the background of competitive athletes and go hard or go home, and, you know, I'm coming into my mid-30s now, my body doesn't want to do that anymore, so knowing that I'm at a location where I don't have to feel that pressure to keep doing that, and I can just exercise to be happy and healthy, is a, it's refreshing.
0: (laughs) sure what's a goal you have for the adaptive program for the next year let's call it like what's what a number of people or equipment that you want like what's something that you would love to have in the next year
1: i would love to i say if we could get at least one to two new adaptive members a month we would have a pretty solid adaptive program but realistically what i want is charleston doesn't have anything like this at all you know and and Trey did his homework when he moved here, coming from Atlanta, trying to find somewhere that he could work out in a group setting, and it doesn't exist. And so that's kind of my goal for this program is within the year to, to you know, if somebody like Trey moves to town and they want to work out, somebody else can say, oh, yeah, Locomotion has this awesome program. Yeah. I want it to be well-known in the area that that's what we can provide for this group of people. Just
0: to build a community yeah. of, of adaptive athletes, yeah, yeah. of support. And it ties back into our sort of vision of believe, belong, be strong, right? Like belong, that middle section. As humans, we are wired to have a tribe. And yep. it is very helpful why inclusivity is so important if there's people in that tribe that look like you do and have similar lived experience to the lived experience that you have. And and that is why we want to do this for the the Charleston community so knowing that how can we support the adaptive program or adaptive athletes what are some some things that we can do whether it's with dollars it's time it's making people feel welcome like what are what are the things that we can do to help help you out
1: in terms of the loco fam like you guys already kill it um when people walk in the door as new people So just continuing to make sure that they all feel welcomed and that they don't feel singled out for the fact that they're rolling through the door instead of walking through the door. Which so far, I've totally seen that as a smooth transition. Nobody has felt excluded um, or singled out. Um, But just from a member standpoint, just continuing to do that, being very excited when you see those new faces in the door, welcoming them, and then... um, you know we do have the charity workout that we're doing tomorrow and that should really help get us started with equipment but it's frustrating because just like everything else in the world when it's really needed it's extra expensive a jump rope for a seated athlete is seventy dollars a jump rope for somebody a standing athlete is ten mm-hmm. you know um so and i think that the charity workout tomorrow is really going to give us a good start to get a solid like foundation of basic equipment and then longer term I'm hoping to be able to start saving up for some larger pieces of equipment that would be cool to have right now but not necessarily needed because we don't have a large population yet yet being the key word uh,
0: yeah we're working on it we'll get there so by the time this comes out tomorrow we'll have passed so we are running a, a workout on December 11th tomorrow that is to benefit our adaptive program. Um, We already had a a great donation from Service Master of Charleston. So if you have any disaster needs, check those guys out. They really opened the gates and and were super generous in in gifting us a, a great start. Tomorrow, tell me like what is the what is tomorrow going to look like? So what is the what's the the workout like? What's the deal there? Not necessarily like the specifics of the workout, but the plan.
1: Right. So tomorrow is going to look like um, Kristen's going to cry. <laughs> Whether it's a disaster or great, you'll get to see that. <clears throat> no. So what we're going to be doing is it's it's just going to kind of be like any other fun large workout we do on holidays, things like that. It's kind of a more chill, fun vibe. However, you'll have to perform the workout as if you're an adaptive athlete. Additionally, when you come in the door, Marissa is going to assign people the disability because just like in real life, they don't get to pick their disability, so you don't either. So then the athlete's going to perform the workout as if they're an adaptive athlete, and it's going to be fight gone bad style. So we'll have one-minute stations at each station and we'll go through three rounds of it Um, and I've had some people say well is it gonna be as hard of a workout trust me (laughs) I was naive too in my class and I was like all right and during the certification I was like all right this will be fine I'm gonna be sitting down to swing kettlebells yeah okay well spoiler alert it's harder.
0: harder harder than it looks harder Okay. And so for that, we're just people are just going to donate on the way in is that the plan? Yep.
1: So we've got we've got our Venmo and we're also going to be taking cash. And so all of that right now is just going to go towards equipment. You know, of course, we'll see how much we raise. If we get more than what we need for the initial equipment, we'll just kind of leave it back there in the bank and let it build until we can buy, you know, larger equipment or, you know, one of the Frustrating things with our adaptive community is that some of them are on fixed incomes, disability, things like that, and a gym membership is expensive. So, to maybe eventually set up like a kind of a scholarship fund sliding scale type of thing would be really cool yep. so that we're not just available to those that can afford us. Yeah,
0: 100%. So, when you're listening to this, like I said, this event will have already passed. However, If you would like to donate to the adaptive program at Loco, you can shoot us a Venmo. It's just at Locomotion Fitness, all one word. Um, Just put adaptive in the comments notes section there so that we know where that money is going. Uh, And we will make sure it gets into that fund so that we can buy that equipment and start to serve this community. All right. I think that's a good place as any to wrap it up. Do you have any final thoughts, anything you want to add?
1: I guess I'd just say, you know, I think it's really cool that when you and I first started talking before I started working here, I brought the idea of Adaptive to you, and you were already kind of on the same wavelength. You were like, yes, I had already thought about that. I would love to do that. So to be able to find a place where I have this vision and I can do it, and I can do it on my own, you know, like you and Steven have kind of, you know, helped me along the way, but it's been mainly me. So this is my baby. And to be able to do that is really freaking cool. Awesome. Awesome.
0: I love it. And I'm very grateful that you are willing and able to take it on because my capacity does not (laughs) allow for that right now. All right, guys. uh, Thank you for hanging out with myself and coach Kristen. These episodes are going to be coming out twice a month. You'll find them on Spotify, Apple, all over the map. They'll get better and better. We'll continue to work and figure out what you guys like, what you don't like, what's helpful, what's not. But Hopefully, uh, we will see you at the adaptive workout and or you can help us get this bad boy off the ground. All right, thanks, Kristen. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Loco Podcast where our goal is to turn you into a kick-ass 90-year-old and help you do lots of cool stuff along the way. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend. When you're ready for your individualized fitness and nutrition prescription, head on over to locomotionfit.com and click the free intro button to learn more.